Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Cheryl Selman, and welcome to The Love Code. Thank you for joining me for another conversation. You know, I, I just so enjoy doing these interviews with amazing people, especially on The Love Code, because The Love Code is really all about inspiration, upliftment, and transformation, and healing, and tapping into the huge potential that we have as human beings. So I know we have another wonderful, uplifting conversation in store for you, and I trust that you will receive it and enjoy it and benefit and continue on this journey of learning and healing and, and, and transformation. I do believe more than ever, this is a time where we really need to connect to the great power and wisdom and truth and love that exists within us, and that's the great navigator of life. The more we tune in to who we are, the more we are guided to where we need to be and how to solve the challenges that may be before us. So I have another great conversation, another great guest, and we're going to be exploring dreams. We're exploring dream guidance, how to harness the wisdom hidden in our dreams. And uh, I have a wonderful guest, Raquel Clerk, who is a fantastic uh, inspirational author, and uh, well, let me just share a little about him. He's a social entrepreneur, a licensed mental health therapist, international speaker, dream worker, and published author. He has founded the organization Young Platform based on a one-time dream. This organization focuses on providing quality programs for personal development from a soul-centered perspective. Rachel is an internationally recognized and gifted dream worker. His book, Dream Guidance, published by Hay House, shows how one can connect and find guidance from the soul through dreams. He further travels extensively to Africa, Europe, and to the United States and lectures on soul-oriented psychological topics. Wow, what a treat we have in store for us today, is all I can say. So I just want to welcome you to the show, Nahel, and uh, it's such a pleasure to have you here. Thank you, Cheryl. It's uh, a delight to, to be with you. Dreams. You know, dreams are such an interesting topic. Um, I, I know many people have such profound experiences in their dream world. Um, others have a challenge just getting to sleep, much less a- accessing that sleep state. But before we get into the, the the world of dreams and how they connect us to the soul wisdom within us, I, I'm really curious about your journey because you have entered an interesting world. Obviously, your life is very much guided by some important dreams that you have had. And then you have done this extensive traveling based on your interest in dreams and research. And I'd love to hear more about the journey, how this all unfolded for you in your life. Yes, well, most of the uh, big changes in my life have been inspired in uh, in dreams. And really in the beginning of uh, my uh, 20s, I was stuck in life. I didn't have a a sense of meaning, a direction, no purpose, a massive amount of unresolved grief because I lost my dad at the age of 10 and 
my culture didn't know how to grieve and I didn't know. And that really resulted in uh, in a lack of meaning. And in, in the depths of that uh, darkness, I found this book on dreams uh, that was written by Carl Jung. And I started to, uh, to, to look at my own dreams. And at once there was a little light in the darkness that started to provide a uh, direction of uh, where I could go. And I noticed that dreams portray also our future potential. So they're not just responses to the day uh, that we just had, but they anticipate the future and they uh, help us uh, and guide us in uh, the direction of the, the realization of, uh, of who we are. And so I found a lifeline there that, uh, that, that started to guide me. And uh, through other, many other travels, uh, I uh, continue to be uh, uh, connected to dreams. But that's really where it, uh, where it started, Cheryl. That's so interesting. So what was, the, I mean, so you picked up this book about dreams that you wrote, and it's such a, a profound uh, source of uh, spiritual wisdom, I find. I, 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 yeah, I had, he's influenced me in my work, especially when I was doing psychotherapy, to this day, actually. But what what was it specifically that happened after you found that book, and did you start having more um, meaningful dreams that you were aware of, or were you always having dreams but never appreciated them? How did the dream journey begin once you found that book? Well, what I, what I noticed is uh, I, I, I used to have some uh, interesting and big dreams earlier on, like at age 6 and 8 and 12, but I never really made it a practice. And I, I couldn't, uh, uh, I, I didn't have a lot of dream, dream recall before I uh, encountered Jung. Yet uh, what I noticed is uh, if we are engaged with our dream life, we start remembering them. If we get in a journal and start writing down in the morning the uh, little snippets or long stories that have visited, uh, visited us at night, dream recall uh, starts to intensify. It's almost like it shows back the face uh, that we presented. We are interested. Dreams seem to show up. I noticed in my own practice, if I don't write dreams down for a little while, I start having fewer uh, and less uh, less intense dreams. So for everyone that uh, that doesn't remember their dreams well, just showing interest, writing them down, and uh, dream uh, recall will uh, will start to improve. And that uh, it did that for me. And what was so helpful for from reading Jung is that it gave some clues on how to uh, how to understand the dream, like uh, a basic elements as as that uh, concept of the Jungian shadow, that part of us that we uh, reject or that is uh, unconscious. And I, I started having dreams that portrayed uh, uh, activities that I did, that uh, such as sleeping in too long and then missing a meeting. And uh, then I could uh, look at that and think, yeah, I, I recognize that pattern. I'm, I'm just uh, also uh, uh, sleeping in too long and, and, and not uh, showing up enough. And uh, I knew that, but having that uh, being reflected back in dreams was, uh, uh, was kind of a wake-up call. And then I started seeing characters in my dreams that were engaged with, uh, with psychology and with uh, creating a, a business. And I thought, well, maybe uh, uh, they represent aspects of me 
that uh, that I could do uh, as well. So I started to test that out and engage with these activities. And then at once, the life force uh, started really coming back. And I become interested and excited again about life. And that uh, that was such a monumental uh, task of shift. And it also showed me... Uh, uh, that I, how I was stuck in in the grief with losing my father, so that I that I was just halfway that path where I hadn't really finished uh, uh, the psychological uh, uh, funeral, and so I I could spend time on grief and burying my father in that way, and um, and somehow that also uh, revitalized me. Yeah, that's so interesting. It's fascinating how we all find our 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 path and our our work in life. And as you're mm. talking, I just I I remember um I remember one of the most well it's it's a dream that has it was an experience and it was in a dream state. But I, I only remembered it now as we are talking, and it was very mm-hmm. profound because. Um, I'll just share a little bit about it. But in this dream, I was running away from a monster, some huge, huge, scary, terrifying, you know, monster character. And I was, I was running, and I was so scared. And at some point, I stopped running, and I turned and, and faced this thing. Instead of mm. yeah, instead of running away from it, I just said, uh, uh, you know, I'm just going to stop and turn and face it. And when I faced this monster, it suddenly it, it it began to shrink, and then it began to apologize, <laughs> and you know, I said I didn't mean to, and I'm sorry. And then it became this little, you know, this little innocuous, you know, I mean, funny looking character. But to me, I mean, that's such a powerful dream. It's like, you know, all of a sudden when you stop and face it and stop running, it it transforms. The fear dissipates. So I I remember that dream very clearly right now as we're talking. And and what a beautiful dream. And there's so much uh, to it, what you uh, describe. One is uh, for everyone that has uh, nightmares, that uh, uh, one way that, uh, that nightmares... Sometimes people have these types of dreams that are recurring or that, uh, um, yeah, that are this, this, this nightmarish dream. Even if people in the dream uh, uh, don't, uh, don't turn around, if you dream the dream on forward when you wake up and you just would write a story further, like, okay, now I'm, now I'm going to stop and I'm turning to the monster, this, this facing of the, of the fear has that has has almost always that effect that the fear uh, gets back in a, in a certain proportion, and uh, sometimes the monster says things like, "I just wanted to tell you something," or "I'm a part of you. I'm the part of you that can write, and I want to join you, but you keep on running away." And uh, uh, learning how these dynamics operate both in dream, uh, we can apply them also in this uh, reality. Uh, where are we uh, afraid? How can we turn towards what we are fearful for? How do we engage with that fear? And uh, so dreams and this reality are very interwoven. And uh, and uh, I find it uh, <laughs> beautiful. And, and congratulations on uh, on turning, uh, facing your fears. <laughs> 
So here is a basic question. What are dreams? What are they? Yes. I, I, I love that question. Um, because uh, what you see, especially in Western traditions, is that the dream is somewhat seen as an uh, as an uh, a, a movie that needs to be deciphered or a letter that is being sent from mystery source X to uh, the, the person and then they need to uh, str- uh, figure out what the language of dream is and figure the me- out the message. Well, and I know you're in Australia, you have there uh, the uh, aboriginal tradition of uh, the dream time. And, uh, and, and dreams are really seen as, as uh, worlds. And if we l- really look at our world, like with your uh, monster, you know that you were somewhere and some, some, something was chasing you and you were running. And that was not a movie you saw. You were having an experience in this, uh, in this dream world. And so step one in, in understanding and working with dreams is that we really realize we're in a world where we encounter different states of uh, consciousness. Like the dream uh, monster has a different states of consciousness than you. And the car or the crocodile or the building, they all are manifestations of energies. And we can, uh, we can engage with those energies in order for uh, our life to, uh, to become more uh, uh, versatile, more, we can differentiate. So a dream is a world we find ourselves in, and that is the starting point. And then you can interpret it, or you can connect to dream characters, um, or you can explore that world. But uh, um, it's, a, it's a great initial question about what is a dream. Do you think that um, our modern culture, I would say, in, in you know, the West, Western world, um, how we live our life and the, just the quality of our life, as opposed to more indigenous cultures that live in uh, with more connection to the land, they have a different rhythm. Do you think that um, the way we live now influences and impacts the quality of the communication from these worlds compared to more indigenous societies? Yeah, I... I I, I, I think so. Um, unfortunately, it looks like we're uh, somewhat disconnected from the world of dream. A lot of people say, "Oh, it was just a dream." Oh, that monster that you met. Oh, it was just a it was just a dream monster. Don't worry about it. Well, very often, monster has something valuable to contribute. Just like in all these uh, stories, the the little frog that is despised and discarded actually knows where the golden ball is. Or in Beauty and the Beast, where the beast is uh, being somewhat uh, rejected, but actually contains a beautiful voice. And those aspects that, that is just in, in symbolic language, and the dreams also tend to have that symbolic quality, but it functions in the same way. The, there, there are all kinds of gifts and, uh, and, and states of consciousness and also woundings that uh, are in this in this uh, uh, dream world and uh, they uh, influence us uh, significantly and if we uh, connect with it we can allow these gifts to come into the world 
we can connect with uh, with intelligence that is uh, present in the dream world, and uh, and then we can can live far more in tune with who we are, and and automatically we'll become more in tune with outer nature as well, because then we start seeing that tree is alive and river is alive, and we find we we come more home in in both the outer world as the inner world. And, and one way is that through connecting also with the dream world. I would imagine... What, what, what you... um, well, I was just going to say that I, I would imagine that um, living the, the, the way we are living now, first of all, we don't really have any um, cultural connection to dreams. You know, I, I'm sure indigenous cultures put much more value on messages of dreams than we do. We don't really pay attention because we haven't been taught to pay attention or we don't know how to pay attention. And and then there's our lifestyle, which uh, makes us, we're not in rhythm with our, you know, circadian rhythms and with the deep REM sleep cycles that I think, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but associated with accessing these states. What, what are your thoughts mm-hmm. about that? Yeah, I I wasn't at a school where they asked in the morning what Machil, uh, what did you dream, or did the dream have something to tell to you? While uh, uh, and and in indigenous cultures, it's not un- infrequent that the tribe will come together and that they ask about it, or if someone had a big dream, they uh, they listen to it, and that they know uh, that they that they learn where to where to hunt or who to marry or where to go. All these things uh, can and, and are being revealed in dreams. And cultures throughout history uh, all had a living relationship to that. And our culture lost that to a, to a significant uh, extent. So we're, we're, uh, yeah, we're, 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 we're disconnected from, uh, from the world of dream. And still, um, there are many people that... Uh, uh, report having uh, had a dream inspiration that uh, uh, got a piece of music in their dreams or they met an ancestor in their dream or they got the plot line for a book or the idea for a business. And these and these things, if you talk with people, very often people report having one or two really significant dream experiences. Yet then, uh, so they know that there is some value and, and if people would uh, uh, nurture that relationship more, they would get more value and um, and, and would have an, an, an access to something larger than themselves that is interesting in helping and educating. Well, you know, you, you really um, remind me that great discoveries in the world <laughs> from from you know Einstein to other people, all these great discoveries and awarenesses and inventions actually mm-hmm. came from dreams, didn't they? Yeah, the 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 uh, from business discoveries like the largest oil field in Kuwait was discovered in a dream, and that made that country insanely rich. To Paul McCartney got the song Yesterday, which is the most played song in American uh, uh, history on the radio. He got that from a dream. Stephen King gets a lot of his plots out of dreams. 
So many people, whether it is in business or in, in other creative activities, uh, have a discovery that they, uh, they, they stumbled upon in their dreams. So that kind of brings me to ask you about the Young Society, the Young platform that you created, and, and talk a little bit about the role of Carl Jung and his his significance and importance in understanding dreams and the value of dreams. Yeah, that, uh, that, that's another great example. I uh, had a uh, dream a while ago in which I see... Uh, um, Carl Jung, I'm floating above the lake of Zurich and I see Carl Jung's house that is at the lake and Jung had been building a, a square concrete platform that's attached to his house uh, and it's floating in the water his house is at the, at the lake and I see Jung sit there on the, on the platform and he's uh, reading a book and then Jung, and, uh, Jung disappears and uh, a voice behind me says now you have to draw it, identical to how it was. And I get a pencil in the dream and I start and I wake up. And I took it as a suggestion of build a platform uh, uh, for Jungian psychology, but that, that uh, builds further on it. It was attached to the yard. It builds further, that is like Jung was interested in all these uh, traditions that take into account another world, a world of dream. And so, I started that, and uh, to my own surprise, uh, uh, first something here in the local community, and it uh, uh, really resonated with uh, with people. Hundreds of people showed up, and uh, and then uh, um, I took it also online in the Jung platform. It has become now a really uh, fun, healthy, vibrant company where 20 people work on creating beautiful programs on dreams and Jung and African spirituality and all kinds of uh, traditions that take into account uh, uh, another world. But that's an, um, it's, a, it's, it's a great example for someone like me who didn't know much about dreams uh, growing up, uh, got a suggestion in the dream that I followed and that, uh, that really worked out well and gives me uh, on a daily basis a lot of joy to, uh, uh, to do that. It's a kind of uh, a certain sense of purpose was revealed in the dream. So are you still practicing as a therapist? Yes, I do, but very, very limited. I I, I see uh, maybe 10 clients a week. I used to be uh, a little bit more busy. Uh, I scaled down a little bit because the Jung platform takes up so much time. And uh, I work also still as uh, with dreams and in, in, a, in a somewhat soul-oriented tradition or help people connect to the creative imagination and see how that manifests in, in symptoms and depression and anxiety and how people can re-engage just like you uh, were chased by this monster. I help people connect to their monsters and then, uh, and then they see that their life actually changes for the better. So I would imagine then when you are doing your therapy or when, and certainly when you were doing more of it, that the dreams um, and making people aware of the dreams was an important part of how you worked. Yeah, I, 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 it's not a requirement that people bring in the dreams, but 
they very often start doing and I ask about it. And then uh, because dreams have, can have different functions. One is that it functions as a psychological x-ray. It really gives an overview where a person is in the territory. And the dream can portray that in a way that is uh, far more extensive than uh, what a person is trying to say. And often we all have blind spots. And uh, with this x-ray, we can see, oh, your, uh, oh, your ability to, uh, uh, to not speak up uh, works in, uh, in this way or whatever um, the problem is, is, is being displayed in a way that, uh, that is very hard to, uh, to explain. And usually people go to therapy because they're stuck and they've exhausted uh, their ideas on, on how to get out of it. And uh, if, you, if you know what goes on, then uh, um, that can speed up uh, your healing journey uh, significantly. Yes, that makes sense to me. It's another tool and resource that we can tap into to help us explore this journey of life. You know, the big story is this this is our journey of life, and we're learning how to take mm-hmm. the clues, however they show up, as to our direction and our purpose and our gifts and talents. So um, to be able to use that, the dream state is another way to communicate with our soul is a very valuable thing to do. Yeah, and and there are many ways that uh, I think the dream states in this reality are actually interconnected. So when we open our eyes, it's not that this dream world disappears, but it it just uh, 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 this state of consciousness is still there, or this this uh, uh, dream world still operates. And, uh, and we have synchronicities in life or intuitions, uh, and, and they're all ways that uh, something deeper in us uh, communicates with us. And uh, there, there are many ways to, uh, to connect uh, to that. And, uh, and in my case, dreams have just been really helpful, but uh, there's many ways that uh, that can happen. Yeah, uh, many ways. Um, uh, I'd like you to talk a little bit more about uh, Carl Jung. Uh, you know, I I know that that his work obviously is really uh, so profound for you and creating this Jung platform. Um, but for people who don't know about Jung and his contribution mm-hmm. to this world that we're in and to understanding ourselves, can you share a little bit about him and why he's important for you? Yeah, uh, well, he uh, was an, uh, a psychologist, psychiatrist in uh, in, in the previous uh, century. He, he lived in Switzerland, and um, he came up with uh, some of these household terms like the shadow and anima and animus and synchronicity and archetypes and uh, other things that uh, where he made a big contribution are, for example, in Alcoholics Anonymous, where he figured out that uh, people were what, 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 where people were very often was in a, a spiritual experience in the in the spirits that they were drinking, and uh, um, what I find so uh, so helpful for it is that it uh, that he sees uh, life as this uh, this journey that is unfolding, and that we're uh, and that the stream in life is trying to realize itself, and that these op- and that we're sometimes getting blocked, 
and that uh, uh, we can figure out how to uh, the, uh, how to engage with the blockages that we uh, experience. So instead of medicating at the ways or numbing it out or rejecting it, uh, just like you did, you engage with uh, that what was fearful, and then actually the fear transformed. And uh, if we engage with uh, with life, with the boredom or the loneliness, um, if something happens uh, through that engagement, and and he was just for me the first that uh, and 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 the first Western person that really pointed it out. It's not unique. There's many more people that came to uh, similar observations, mainly in, in in indigenous cultures or in the deep uh, Eastern traditions. He was a Western person that he was almost like he was a Western shaman or a Western mystic that made his uh, his, his works really applicable to current day and somewhat uh, yeah in a language for 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 that time. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, it, it does make sense. I mean, he's had from my recollection of what I've known about Carl Jung, and, and which is why I've been fascinated by him. But he's had he had many profound experiences and dreams and messages and synchronicities. He really had access yeah. to another realm that he could draw upon. Yeah, he uh, he he did. He had uh, in in his in his mid thirties he broke uh, off uh, from uh, Sigmund Freud, and then went into this uh, this personal collective crisis, and he. Uh, discovered uh, that uh, how to engage also with his uh, imagination and that uh, uh, both in dreams as in this reality um, uh, there, we, we can we can talk to these figures that are are with us and uh, and he, he says that uh, all his, uh, his his great ideas come either out of the dream or out of uh, uh, information he got from uh, from characters that he met in imaginal states or in dream states, and I and I think uh, that that applies for all of us. He discovered it in his way, and I think all of us uh, are being supported by uh, something larger, wiser, more intelligent, and it's on standby. It loves to help, loves to reach out, and if we turn towards it, whether it's in in dreams or it turn towards it in this reality. We get in touch with it, and we can talk to it, and it and it and it communicates back, and then uh, our life can uh, can shift for the better. It was more rich, more colorful. And isn't that the purpose <laughs> to be able to live <laughs> that much more rich, colorful, connected life? Yeah, with uh, fo- follow uh, follow your love, like uh, yeah. the title again. Uh, yeah. So uh, let's go back to some of the practical things you mentioned in the beginning. If people are curious and want to follow their dreams and just, you know, open mm-hmm. to this to this possibility of uh, guidance and exploration, you were talking about some practical steps that really help to make us more connected to that realm. And I think that's really important because um, it's intention that is so critical in life. So it sounds like what you were saying, having that intention and and specific practical things to do. 
highlights that yep. connection. So let's go through that a little bit. Well, in, indeed, intention is uh, is one of the uh, major components of engaging with the other other world or with the world of dream or the larger awareness that is behind the dream. And when uh, we, uh, even if it starts just by us uh, expressing that intention to say uh, larger awareness, I would love to have a dream tonight. I would love to uh, to rekindle our relationship then uh, that sets up for uh, a relationship in which we become open for uh, more dreams. But it's not only the dreams. It really trickles through to more synchronistic events will happen. We'll meet people that uh, are helpful for us or we open the book on the right page. Uh, we're, We're starting to align ourselves with something larger. But it also seems that uh, uh, there's free will. And so we don't have to do that. But then also the, the help and support that we get is a little bit more limited, not out of maliciousness, but more out of uh, uh, the, the, the freedom to choose. And uh, so if we, uh, I call it a ritual, but if we engage with the mystery, the mystery will engage more proactively with us. And you can do that by anything that is uh, that comes up in uh, in, in you. You can light a candle, you can do a prayer, you can talk to the mystery, um, you can make a drawing, you can do a dance, something that indicates a relationship as if you're uh, engaging a wise counselor. Now, how would you do that? Imagine that for yourself and then engage that, uh, that counselor and talk to it. And uh, what you also can do is uh, ask it a question. So set an intention for, I want to dream tonight, and the question that I have that is active in me is, whatever it is, how can I be more loving to myself? What uh, would be a good diet for me? Um, how can I find a partner? All these things we can ask uh, for support in uh, in the dream, and then that uh, we will have dreams that help us and, and day-to-day experiences. But that intention is indeed an, uh, a crucial point in, in the whole procedure. You know, I remember uh, many, many years ago when um, I, it was many years ago, and I had an opportunity to um, spend about a month with um, a, a teacher. And um, mm-hmm. we would get up, uh, this is the north of, the north of Scotland, and it was in the winter, and it was very dark. And we would get up early in the morning, uh, and and with another friend, and we'd, we'd gather in the morning and discuss our dreams. And, you know, we did that every day for you know, a month or so. And it was, um, you know, it was such a profound time to just be in an early morning in the dark, you know, with candles, mm. and, we're, and fresh from sleep, so to speak, and be able to, out of that intention that you spoke of, share the dreams that we were experiencing during this time, and, and which was and very did you also, Yeah, and did you also notice that uh, you got more dreams or that dream recall increased or that you get more interesting dreams during that time? Oh, definitely, because it was an intention. And 
I, mm. I never really mm-hmm. had that intention before. I never really did that. I was never in this in a process like that. But because yep. this was the focus of the day, to be honest, then mm-hmm. yes, there was more material that came up and more you know opportunity to explore and to experience things for sure. Yeah, and I and 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 how you describe it, it also feels like a. A moment of where you really uh, connected with your uh, with your fellow uh, participants, uh, a certain sense mm-hmm. of intimacy that uh, that came from sharing dreams. Yeah, it was a very special time, and he just reminded me of that importance. You know, to be able to set an intention that you want to get wisdom and guidance from this other world that we have access to once, especially if we set our intention to it, and then to be able to, um, as soon as we get up, right, or sometimes in the middle of the night for some people, but you want to have that mm-hmm. pen and paper nearby because yeah. dreams, yeah. They, they they disappear. They, they vaporize rapidly <laughs> once we're in a conscious state. Very true. It's uh, And it has nothing to do with willpower or with intelligence. That our short-term memory goes offline at night, and it only kicks on when we wake up. So it's not fully active yet. So if we don't repeat a dream maybe two or three times to ourselves and then immediately write it down, half an hour later, half or the whole dream is gone. So it's good to have a uh, pen and paper or some writing mm-hmm. device, whatever you're going to do, yeah. dictate whatever. Um, with that intention to have it nearby. So as soon as you either are awakened and, um, or in the morning where you're not quite fully, you know, shifting consciousness, you can still access it. Um, I'm just wondering, what are your thoughts of people who have who have nightmares or who have mm-hmm. repeating the same dreams occur to them? What What are some of your insights about those experiences? Well, the, the repeating dream that can be a nightmare, but doesn't have to be a nightmare, but very often is. Repeating dreams really suggest that uh, the person hasn't completely picked up on the message of the dream. And, uh, um, um, and, and, uh, the, the dream tries to, uh, yeah, tries to help that person, uh, figure out how to engage better with their with their life. Very often, what uh, when people say, "Oh, I have this repeating dream," I I ask them, "Notice really what happens during the day or the day before you have that dream." And sometimes people uh, uh, dream about, uh, "Oh, I'm running towards the classroom and I can't find it. I have a test to do and uh, I don't know where the where it is." And then they they look at their day to day life and they see that they are in a, in, a, in a phase where they emotionally feel like they're being tested. Maybe it's at work or in, in some form or fashion. And then they can figure out better ways to engage with that stress that they have during the day. And uh, uh, the dream will often give a little clue on, on how to do that. Or you could even ask your dream the next night and say, gosh, dream I figured out. I'm really stressed out of being tested. What is one thing I can do to be less stressed? What is one thing to do uh, to feel more uh, confidence? And then the dream will also respond by portraying a scenario that we can just mimic 
and that uh, and it will give uh, a personalized clues on how to deal with that anxiety. So when people say I have a repeating dream, I'm always saying, oh, this is, this is important. This is really important. Pay attention. Let's work on it uh, and and figure it out because it's it's just a knot in your psyche that keeps on repeating until you find a better way to engage with that situation. And and um, also, uh, sometimes dreams uh, bring uh, or have uh, a strong emotion. It's not always the visual mm. or the content. I, I, I have had yeah. sometimes just attention to the emotion that is stimulated through the dream. Yeah. No, I I, I know. Uh, uh, a couple of days ago, I woke up really uh, annoyed. No dream, no dream recall. But I was annoyed, uh, from, and I, I thought I must have experienced something that I found deeply annoying in my dream. I just don't even remember it anymore, but I can feel it in my body. So, yeah, we, we can have uh, – dreams are also very physical manifestations. We feel the dream in our, in our body, whether it's joy or the fear, the racing heartbeat, uh, um, whatever the emotion is. So yeah, it's, it can be an emotion that uh, that is really present and not not always the the visuals. You know, as we're having this conversation, it just dawns on me: everyone dreams to one extent or another. Dreams are part of life, and yet so few people really give any thought about dreams. You know, any thought about what they are, what they're for, what they might be telling us, how to use them. We, I guess it's just mm-hmm. part of the culture we have disconnected from these other realms, these, these other, you know, levels of consciousness where, you know, we just go about our day and don't really think a thing about a dream or having a dream or whatever the dream was. We pay no attention, which seems, as we're having this conversation now, such a, such a, um, I want to say it's such a waste. I'm sure there's another way to say it. It's just, it's just unfortunate. Like we're missing a big connection to a greater sense of self because we yeah. have never given a thought or been taught or encouraged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I so agree. And yet I see uh, that people uh, are very unconsciously try to reach these other states try to connect with something larger than themselves, whether that is uh, maybe uh, through uh, uh, an addiction in drinking or gambling or certain activities that they try to be uh, getting in touch with uh, a certain sense of ecstaticness or uh, spirituality or feeling special. And uh, and you see that also in, in, in other forms, like uh, especially here in the U.S., you see a massive... Uh, grow uh, uh, interest in people taking uh, mushrooms and and mushrooms also transport a person really rapidly in an other world it's just an an other form of being in touch with the with the other world and uh, and 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 noticing oh my gosh this uh, this life is not just this reality that I see in front of me there's coexisting all these other levels of consciousness or all these other imaginal worlds, and uh, I can get in touch with them, 
and my life becomes uh, becomes richer because of it. People that use mushrooms are very often uh, feel it's a life changing experience, and I think dreams are just uh, micro doses uh, of uh, what in, in 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 a mushroom journey can happen to a person. I like that. I agree. I think that you know there there's a part of 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 us for many people, especially at this point in time, where there is this great desire to um, to tap into greater uh, a, a greater a connection of who we are and what we yeah. are. And uh, yeah. so the whole psychedelic world is um, emerging again as a vehicle to tap into those 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 other realms. And, and the healing yeah. that occurs doing that, you know. I mean, that's my experience because I've been exploring with that as well. So it's a very powerful way to step out of our left brain, rigid left brain <laughs> reality mm-hmm. that we have constructed for ourselves. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I'd really love for you to give some practical uh, guidance about how to prepare, uh, how to prepare yourself before you go to sleep what is the best you know the best way some of the best strategies to allow the body to be receptive to dreams what what do you advise as far as a set you know a setup to the dream state it 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 starts with an uh an sense of uh and playful seriousness so don't take it uh, as, uh, oh, my gosh, I'm going to do this uh, very important, serious uh, practice. Uh, approach it playfulness, playfully, but also uh, there's a serious element to it. And um, and then uh, uh, what, what always helps uh, to eat, both to calm down a bit, uh, get yourself in a different uh, vibration or frequency that is more uh, uh, open to the other world is do an uh, a three minutes or a five minutes uh, a gratitude practice uh, just to say out loud i'm grateful for having a home that is uh, warm in the winter and cool in the summer that i have food uh, that i can eat or this person in my life and you just go on with that and uh, that really brings a person uh, into the into the here and the now and in a, in a gratefulness and that is uh, that calms the body down. It brings a person also uh, uh, more attuned with the uh, with the other world. And that uh, that can be in itself a, a great practice to slow down. And then uh, a person can go to bed, maybe meditate for uh, for a little bit about uh, a, a certain issue that they have that they would like to have an answer to, so that they. Uh, spark uh, a dream response to uh, anything that uh, that is relevant to their life, and uh, and and other things are some some sleep hygiene, like stop uh, stop being obsessively uh, working at least uh, half an hour or an hour before you go to bed. Uh, treat uh, treat that part of the, of your life uh, as uh, as important as well, not just as a necessity. Or something that uh, you have to do, but more. Uh, oh, this is uh, this is this is a, a valuable time with different qualities that I am engaging, and I'm going to be uh, curious about it and explore it. And there's an adventure waiting for me at night. 
let's see, let's see what happens. Then, uh, then, then something will happen when the eyes close and a whole different world will open up. And in this world, we'll have uh, all kinds of experiences that, uh, if you uh, look at it, are actually really relevant to making this reality more colorful. So do you think uh, sleeping, for instance, in a, in a room that's totally dark uh, or to put um, um, either, you know, blackout curtains on or you know, to have um, like a red light rather than a bright white light, do you think that those environments mm-hmm. help set up uh, the deep sleep state? Because dreams happen in the REM yeah. sleep state, right, in that cycle. Well, they, they happen uh, uh, also outside the REM sleep. But in the REM sleep, if you wake people up in the REM sleep, they, they usually re, uh, remember their dreams best. Uh, they're more vivid, more colorful, more intense. So, uh, and if people don't hit those REM sleep phases, they might have some light dreaming here and there, but uh, a dream recall will, will be less. And we know from research how important sleep in general is for uh, immune system, mood regulation, uh, uh, even uh, 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 longevity, uh, memory formation. Uh, so sleep is uh, is one of the best things we can do for ourselves, and so that is already great. And and indeed, uh, uh, be in a dark room that's a little bit cooler, usually uh, uh, 67 degrees Fahrenheit is a, is a good uh, temperature. Um, and uh, and also see the value in sleep. I mean, I, I know from my own life, that I, I've had periods that I thought, gosh, I wish I could just uh, get away with five hours of sleep. But I function so much better with eight. Uh, I'm more sharp, more focused. I can can think better. My mood is significantly better. And and research shows that 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 no one is doing really well on five or even six hours of sleep. The body uh, needs a little bit more. So if we, uh, if we, yeah, if we bring back the value of sleep, that's because that seems so unproductive in our productive-oriented society. But sleep has a huge value, and in sleep, you can have the bonus of having accessing a whole different world. That that once you're in that world, you think it, you, you take it for real. And, and you can uh, can explore, and you have new experiences, and you can meet uh, interesting figures, and, uh, and and work with them. So there's a lot uh, of value of uh, of slowing down in the evening, making your room dark. Uh, I like that you said the red light helps. Sleep well, have flourishing dreams, and then uh, then just come back to this reality and write down the dream, and then uh, enter this world. In your knowledge of dreams, when does the REM stage happen? Is it before we awaken? Is that the last stage before we bring our focus or consciousness back up in the morning? No, it, it, it goes in cycles of uh, somewhat 90 minutes. And uh, it it depends. You can uh, uh, how tired a person is. If a person is really tired, they will uh, almost immediately enter uh, REM sleep. Then uh, then they have what's called a REM rebound, 
and uh, and people will immediately start dreaming. That's 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 usually a, a, a signal that the person is uh, is actually uh, uh, too tired. That if in in a, if when a person is uh, um, um, uh, having a, a unhealthy uh, rhythm, they enter first in in phase one, then phase two, and in phase three or four is only that REM uh, sleep uh, coming in. And we have have uh, four or five of those cycles throughout the night. So we have four or five cycles where really active dreaming happens. And probably that that active dreaming is is about two to three hours each night. Oh, that's interesting. So this has been such a great conversation, and it leads me to as we're kind of coming to the end of our time today to well encourage people if you've been inspired and you want to start uh, accessing your dreams, paying more attention to your dreams, um, asking your dreams to guide you, then you may want to pick up a copy of Macho's book, Dream Guidance, Harness the Wisdom Hidden in Our Dreams, and that's published actually by Hay House. Congratulations to have Hay House publish your book. <laughs> and, um, Thank you. And, and what is the best website for people to go to? Um, probably my uh, my name uh, is Machiel Klerk. Uh, if they, if you type in Dream Guidance, uh, you probably will get uh, get my name uh, popping up as well. Or maybe you can put it in the show notes somewhere because it's difficult for people. But I'll spell it quickly: <laughs> M A C H I E L K L E R K dot com. Or uh, for people, go to the Jung platform: J U N G platform dot com. And uh, um, I have some programs there, but we have also Tons of uh, interesting programs for the general audience on Jung and dreams, and you will find more about me as well. Oh, that's great. So it's either uh, check out Dream Guidance or go to Jung Platform, that's J-U-N-G, platform.com, or I'm going to spell Mattel's name again. It's M-A-C-H-I-E-L, Cleric. K-L-E-R-K dot com, the Dutch name. (laughs) uh, It's been been a a pleasure to have you on the show, and thank you for this wonderful work you're doing and bringing the awareness and the power and the wisdom that we have access to through our dreams and, you know, making this this world of dreams uh, available to us, reminding us that dreams are a wonderful portal into other dimensions of wisdom and guidance. And uh, thank you so much for this wonderful work. Thank you. And uh, thank you for uh, your questions and your curiosity. uh, It was really uh, a pleasure to uh, spend time and uh, and talk to you. Well, thank you so much. And uh, And to all of uh, my listeners, thank you for joining me for another wonderful conversation on the Love Coast. I will be back next week as uh, usual. And um, until then, may your week be filled with love, peace, and harmony. Bye for now. 